Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Welcome back to the Ball Blast Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Kate. And I'm Michelle. And it has been a little while. It's been a week. It's been a week. It feels longer because we are so used to doing so many episodes a week. Maybe it's been like a week and a half, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to... I think we did it last Tuesday, right? Yeah. So our, our goal from here on out is to pump out an episode every Monday. And we're going to try to get into some off-season content that is not... Typical of off-season podcast, right? Like, we want to be unique. We don't want to be every single other dynasty podcast. Yeah, there's only so many times you're like, this is my top 12. Yeah. <laughs> this is my top 12 running backs. This is my top 12 wide receivers. So we already did that. We already did the lane part. So let's get into, like, maybe you think it's boring, but it's actually very important, and that's talking contracts. This is actually one of... What I, I, I tweeted this. Are we this. math nerds? No. I no. am. Yes, you are. Uh, Michelle, former math teacher. Oh, I love me some math. Yeah, she I loves I used to math. be an algebra teacher. You're a dork. Yeah. Uh, I, I think everything I taught in algebra, not everything, like slopes, pointless. There's a lot of things that were pointless, but there were some things that I'm like, you could use this in everyday life, and you never think that when you're in ninth grade in algebra, but... As the cool teacher I am, I did bring fantasy football into my lessons. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, for the you know the girl students that did not care, I, I allowed them to do like wait. Shopping. Why was it just girl? Not students just girls that didn't care. Anyone who didn't care about football, I came up with something else for them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the boys wanted to do football, and mostly girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking, and I'm a girl. Like, I would have loved me some mm-hmm. fantasy football. Even though I would have been the ninth grader in class. Like, can I get this shopping one? Because I don't want to look like I'm super... A lesbian? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you said it. Okay, fine. Um, I don't, I don't want to look super tomboyish, so... Like a lesbian? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> anyway. Right, let's get into the news and notes because Kate just made it super uh, inappropriate. Uncomfortable? Yeah. 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 Let's anyway, get into the news and notes. Let's do, do it that. up. Let's do that. Just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. For any of you who haven't checked your calendars, it is the Super Bowl next weekend. Um, this is our first Sunday without any real football. Like, we, we had the Pro Bowl. Nobody watched it because um, of very sad news. We'll get to in a little bit. But this is our first weekend without football. And it's terrifying. Next weekend, we have one game left. That's it. <laughs> and then we have a, what, nine months? No, eight months? And then we have the XFL. Woo! Let's Woo! do Woo! it. We have Antonio Callaway to watch. We have... And maybe, who was it that was trying out for a kicker? Uh, Chad Ochocinco. It was Ochocinco, yes. He was trying out to be a kicker, not a receiver. That's kind of interesting. I have a feeling I'm going to watch, like, one game and then never care about it again. Probably why all of these... I think that's what we did with the... Yeah. Was uh, it not the XFL? Like, I thought we were already talking about the XFL. What was it that already died? Was it the Alliance of American Football? I guess, but I thought we already, like, what did... Oh, was that the AFL or something? I think it was the AF, AFF? AFF, whatever it was. They're all the same. There's been a ton of these. Alliance have, of American Football. There's been a, tr- a ton of these leagues that have come through trying to make it. They're not. Like this, XFL has to really go above and beyond to make it different than the NFL. Like make it every single rule that we've been hoping for and see how it works out. It is interesting because for those of you that didn't watch the Pro Bowl, they actually exercise one of these new rules so uh, rather than the onside kick which nobody likes except the opposing team who always recovers always like 99% of the time they did a uh, kickoff or I'm sorry in a a fourth and 15 attempt from the 25 yard line Mm -hmm. 
we did see that from the NFC, and they were unsuccessful, but but that was with super Kirk interesting. And it was super. I, I love Kirk Cousins. Don't get me wrong, but he's probably not the best guy to do it with for a fourth and fifteen. You know, like yeah. he's not the like riskiest of guys. Or guys that like fit it into windows. Anyways, I love this rule because a you're not hoping for a magical kick, and it doesn't it doesn't matter who the kicker is. It really doesn't. Like it's just. I feel like I could kick an onside kick just by happenstance, not yeah. by skill, mm-hmm. but just. Just All right. I, like, I just it has to hit off of someone just as perfectly. It has to just have the perfect angle mm-hmm. at which it hits the ground and bounces. Like, and with all the new rules, like it, beforehand, it wasn't always the case where we're talking about that it's so crazy for them to, you know, return, like actually get this onside kick. But with the new rules where they can't run before a certain amount of time or whatever it is, it never happens anymore. And honestly, it never even, happens. even for the teams that recover the kicks, I feel like a lot of the time we will see just various penalties wipe out that kick it's normally because the kick wasn't kicked far enough like it always happens that way but also my my thing is no one cares about the kicker or the return team or whoever's on that line right what we care about is that quarterback that offense the wide receivers so if we get to see them again on fourth and 15 a more fantasy points money 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 nfl fans love that because we're all playing fantasy like we want more plays b just today with the Pro Bowl, right? The NFC scores a touchdown. They're down by five. I know they get a fourth and 15th chance. Four and 15 chance. So I go in, I bet $5 on the money line on the NFC. I lose my $5, but what does it matter? Because NFL makes money. These betting sites make money because I believe It's huge that, for sports that, betting. Yes, the potential is the, there. If I knew that they had to get an onside kick, like I'm never making that bet. But because I'm like, okay, 4th and 15, if they get this, there's a really good chance they can go down and score. I'm putting $5 down on that, and it's going to be huge for the NFL. So that's just something interesting to look forward to. I do think they should make that change, 100%. The NFL is really, I think, gearing towards the world of of sports book and sports betting. I I feel like it's sort of silly to ignore that as part of the, the draw, to the 4th and 15 rule because... Oh, my favorite thing is when people say that fantasy's ruining the NFL. I'm like, fantasy's the only reason your sport's still alive. Fantasy or it would keeping... be the next NBA or M- MLB that nobody cares about. Which, to be honest... We... Oh my God, we're going to like get so much hate for that. I know people still love baseball, but we live in Pittsburgh. Nobody loves baseball in Pittsburgh. No, nobody <laughs> loves baseball in... Yeah, nobody likes baseball in Pittsburgh because they have lived in, in shame... <laughs> For a very long time. Yeah. The Pirates are not worth watching. But, I mean, like, just to be fair, um, I do think that it's it's very challenging. I think fantasy football is a sport that can be played um, more from a consumer standpoint, a more casual basis. I think it's really hard to play fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, because of the amount of rotation, the amount of games super super hard to keep up with oh we saw last night we were watching a an nba game and lebron james kept coming out and then anthony davis would come in and then anthony davis would come out and lebron would come out and it's like can they just like play more and we get out like lebron's an old man at this point but still it's very stressful i can't even imagine if my favorite you know my guy i'm counting on in fantasy football just like one out of the game all the time. Very hard. I don't even remember how we got on this yeah. tangent, but let's That's talk about the football. Super Bowl. Let's talk about Super Bowl. There's uh, the San Fran 49ers fans. Congratulations. Congrats. You made it. And you didn't just make it. You proved that you deserve to be there. You you, you killed every team you played. You're like, you've yeah. been awesome. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, just they deserve the same respect here. I am personally rooting for the Chiefs with Andy Reid, with Pat Mahomes. I just want to see Pat Mahomes win a Super Bowl. I actually like care more about Andy Reid. I feel like he just totally deserves it. He's been a great coach that falls apart. I feel like well, we we think he falls apart in big games. So I just want to see him win one here. San I don't Fran, think it's, it's big games necessarily. I think we tend to see him fall off on the second half of the season. I feel like the first half of the season is always so well executed it's perfect Mm -hmm. it is like the prime specimen of football and then once we digress and once we get into the second half of the season it 
it just sort of slows down. Well, what's really cool about these two teams, right, is that they probably have a very long leash of how many years they can be Super Bowl contenders. So sometimes your team makes it, and it's like, we need to win this year because, A, our quarterback is getting old, or we're paying all these you know, prime pieces on our offense so much money, and they're going to have to leave, or our defense you know, is fantastic, and they might be leaving. No, like... Kansas City only has to pay Pat Mahomes, and maybe they already paid Tyreek Hill, but, you know, everyone else, it's just like Patrick Mahomes will make them who they are. Mm -hmm. They don't even need a running back. They don't even have a starting caliber running back on their team, yet they're in the Super Bowl. Their defense is not that great, but, I mean, I guess their passing defense has been pretty good this year, but, like, no one thinks of them as a dominant defense. They're in the Super Bowl. San Fran has had a very good defense this year. And I've been way too low on Jimmy G. He's shown his, you know, he he proved to all of us he deserves to be more respected. Even though I he's think, not had to do much. He but he still does it when he has to do that's, it. That's that's what I was going to say. So the the thing about Jimmy G that I, I want to acknowledge for the twenty nineteen season is not it's not the passing stats, it's not the passing touchdown. And he actually has pretty good and it, stats. And they're all fine. That, that's what I'm yeah. like. They, he shows well in his stats for 2019, but I feel like none of us are sort of impressed just because of this facade that the run game puts on. You know, like we're all fascinated by the 49ers backfield, but I do think that Jimmy G somehow has the sort of clutchness. He has to. I mean, we saw two years ago when he went, you know, the team sucked and he came to the team and he went, what, five or six games winning in a row. He leaves the team, like, doesn't leave the team, but he gets hurt and they went. He abandoned them forever. Three and 13, I'm pretty sure the record was. Don't quote me on that. I could be off a game or two. I'm going to quote you. And then he comes back this year and they're awesome again. So it has to do a little bit with Jimmy G. Like, I think a lot of it with Jimmy G. When they need him, he can do it. They just don't necessarily need him all the time. But when they do need him, he's he's great. And Which, I was I was wrong about Jimmy Garoppolo. We shouldn't we shouldn't be surprised by that fact. So like we saw Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta mobilizing a two running back unit with tremendous success. That's essentially what he's doing, but he's He's taking the hot hand, he, hot hand, hot hand, hot hand. He's taking the hot hand and generally featuring featuring more than one back. But Kyle Shanahan, he's he's really sort of replicated what he did in Atlanta, and I mean in the same way that Matt Ryan displayed really great efficiency, we're seeing Jimmy Garoppolo do the same thing. For sure, and I think he needs to get more love than he he does. You know, and I'm one of those to make fun of him a little bit. I always say he has the best job in the NFL. He has the best job in the NFL. Like, he has, you know, his run game that just runs and runs. Well, the best thing about the run game. And his defense, that's amazing. And, you know, he gets to play a game where he gets to throw eight passes. Oh, okay. I I can't. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so funny. But I do, I'm underestimating Jimmy Garoppolo. He's he's a good player. That's all I want to say. Moving on. The Green Bay Packers, who San Fran just beat up on. Um, but, like, beat up on... Hardcore. Hardcore. There are reports coming out of their, you know, what would we call it? It's not camp. It's not Coming camp. out of their team. Just, I guess yeah. that they plan to release Jimmy Graham, which obvious, right? Like, yeah. What did he do ever there? He's an old man. Jace Sternberger, though, he is... Kind of an interesting prospect. Not that we've generally speaking see Aaron Rodgers utilize the the tight no. end, and that's why I don't think he's interesting whatsoever. There are so many tight ends in this league that are nothing. Does it make so you teams. wonder? Does it on make so you wonder there how are only long Aaron Rodgers will last? There are only a few teams that utilize the tight end position in the passing game. There are only like it seems like every year a new tight end group comes out. And none of them matter. Like, I'm going to tweet about that. Like, none of them matter at all. So if you, like, if Jay Sternberger is on your roster, mm-hmm. would you try to sell him for a third or fourth or whatever pick value you could get for him right now? I mean, I don't think it really matters. If you can get a third where you feel like, like, I would wait till the draft happens. And if you feel like someone landed there in the third round rookie pick 
and you, you, you know, you really trust their talent, then yeah, trade Jace for him. But then at the same time, you never know. Something could come of it, but it's just a question mark like anyone else. I, like, I wouldn't go trade him right now for a third or fourth. But if there's a, a prospect that you really believe in that's sitting right there, do it for sure. Um, Drew Brees says he will take about a month or so before making his decision about his future in the NFL. Will he retire? He is a free agent as of 2020, which is absolutely mind-boggling because you, I don't know, I, I guess I never think about these guys. Like I think about an Eli Manning who just announced his retirement still in the middle of his contract saying, I've had enough. You never think about the guys who are at the end of their deal who say, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight for another contract. With Drew Brees, I think it's the Saints are bust. Like, yeah. I, I think the Saints will sign him for one more year to bring him back to try to win it all because they were so close this year. They were really great. They were really close the previous year. Yeah. They've been really close for a, a few years now. They either bring him back for one more year to try to do this thing, or they don't, and Drew Brees retires. Like, I don't see him trying to build it all over again with a new team. No, I, I absolutely couldn't imagine that. Drew Brees, he has, he has been in New Orleans for a very long time through just, like, let's think about what he went through with the Saints, it, like, coming out of Katrina, like... I'm sorry, that kind of bond that you have with a city to stay with them for that long, not that not that, that is what people make their career decisions off of, but, like, this man has family. He has kids in school in New Orleans. Like, he's a family man. I, I just can't imagine him uprooting all of that for, for maybe what, one, one more, more year? year. Yeah, like, what do you have left? The very best is two more years. Like that's the very and best. And you gotta you gotta move to a team with a dome. <laughs> I don't know. He really would have to. <laughs> no, he really would have to because he's though. not good outside. There's not a lot of options. Is the issue unless like Tampa Bay took him in or something? I don't know, man. Like I don't know. I, don't I think he either retires or they sign him for another year. Maybe two years with like a very low dead cap in that second year where they could cut him. Or they would never cut him, but ask him to retire so that they wouldn't owe him much that second year. There's definitely different possibilities. It's very interesting that Russell Wilson gave up the starting gig in the Pro Bowl to allow Drew Brees to start. That is very interesting to me. Yeah. So I don't know if like he knows something we don't. He knows Drew Brees is retiring or he's just respecting his elders. It could be any of that, really. I mean, he could just be like, I respect your breeze. I want him to start. Or it can be he knows he's retiring. He wants him to start his last year. Yeah, I yeah. that I totally agree. But but he's either, I really think he either retires or he comes back to the Saints. So there's no reason to think about him on another team. Eli Manning did announce his retirement, as we just discussed. Giants fans, how excited must they be? Because they have Daniel Jones now, who mm-hmm. made many, many mistakes in his rookie season, but did show flashes, like a lot yeah. of just promise. So I want to clarify what you just said, because I feel like people will get mad that they you're so excited that Eli Manning's retiring. That's not what we're saying, but it must be exciting that you had Eli Manning, who maybe has not been great the last few years. Brought you two Super Bowls, though. So. Brought you two Super Bowls, and now when he retires, you have someone already in place. You're not sitting there like a... I don't even know. I, I can't think of a team right now, but a team that has... Miami Dolphins. Dan Marino. Bye. They have had nothing since. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, you could have no plan. And I feel like Daniel Jones has shown you flashes, has shown you like he can be a starting quarterback in this league. Give me a good defense and I can do it. Got a lot of talent in the wide receiver court, tight yeah. end court. You've got Saquon Barkley. Like, and this I think that's, offense. I think uh, a reason why, you know, we, we haven't heard a lot from Giants fans being sad about Eli Manning retiring is because they have an ex-plan up. Like, congrats to Eli Manning. Thank you for all you've done. But our lives aren't over. Like, we have a new guy. Yeah. We want him to start. It's time for you to leave. And goodbye. And that's, how, that's like, how I hope we can say goodbye to Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I hope he can play another year or two after that um, after that elbow injury. But it's I all about the way that you go out. I hope when he's gone, we have someone like a Daniel Jones. Like, I would take Daniel Jones right now on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And... 
that's what I, you can only hope for that. Like, I don't want Ben to retire with Mason Rudolph and Good Duck. Good God. Duck Hodges <laughs> on her team. That would be a lot sadder, a lot worse, a lot more depressing. That is You a have nightmare. no hope for life. So, no. yeah. And then Tom Brady, uh, the other quarterback that could or could this not is be actually retiring. The old man segment of yeah, the podcast. This is the old man. I think Tom Brady comes back for at least another year because he's been saying he wants to. Robert Kraft told TMZ Sports that the Patriots plan to bring him back. And he's kind of like Drew Brees for me. If Tom Brady plays again, yes, we all want to see him on another team. Like, that's what we're hoping for. It's the ultimate ultimate curiosity. Yeah, we want to see him play on another team with another coach. If he plays again, it's going to be with the Patriots. They're going to resign him. They're going to figure out some great deal where he's paid way under what he should be paid he, and he told takes it. people he will not take a hometown home yeah. team discount yeah that's what he told and maybe he's a little bit higher than a home t- team discount but he's still married to a billionaire so it doesn't matter true and i'm pretty sure he stays with new england he tries to win it out one more time he has the ultimate competitor in the nfl i think he has one or two more years in him i do too i like i think the Patriots offense was not what we hoped to see in 2019, but definitely suffered from the lack of pass catchers, just lack of playmaker ability in in that offense. And Tom Brady, I don't think, was totally to blame, though I don't think he's the Tom Brady that, that we have known and loved for his whole career. Um, I say known and loved as a NFL fan, not as a Steelers fan, because... He has ruined our lives. Oh, yeah. I hate him. Over and over. I love him, but I hate him. And then something I really just don't want to get to uh, because it's very, very depressing. Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter. Gianna. Gianna um, was killed in a helicopter crash on the way to a practice for his daughter, Gianna. Uh, It's incredibly sad. Uh, There's no words to be said. Um... It sucks. Nine nine were killed in this accident. Um, and honestly, I, I don't really think there are any words. I think that, you know, this is obviously a fantasy football podcast first and foremost. But respect to Kobe Bryant and all of the just monuments that he's brought to the NBA as a sport to just like, I don't, the moments he's had with his daughter that we've been privy to. If As you have not fans. seen him and his daughter together, like just Google it. Chills. They're, he's beaming about his daughter. He loves every second of spending time with her, and of course, picture. We don't know what's going on, but pictures. You never only know what's show going so much, on but behind. They look so happy at all times. These two hanging out together, and that's probably what makes me the saddest about this incident. Not because he was some great basketball player, but because he seemed to be. An awesome father, and she seemed to be really in love with her dad. And those two died in a horrific accident. Just a father trying to bring his daughter to a basketball practice, which is absurd and not fair. And rest in peace to all of them, not just Kobe, not just Gianna, but also the other seven people lost in this accident. We haven't haven't received all the info there, but it doesn't really matter who they are. Um, It's... It's sad, and it sucks. this was a guy that, that changed the NBA. So a guy that was a good father, um, you know, somebody that did contribute to his community set, um, you know, an example for those that, that came after him. We want to take 24 seconds to honor Kobe Bryant, his number, his legacy here on Ball Blast. And that was the longest 24 seconds that I've experienced in a really long time. Are we trying to bring up the mood right now? Let's pump it up. Money. Money. Money, 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 money. Oh, money. I'm going to stop recording.
with that, we're gonna we're gonna move on from your singing career, Michelle. Well, I thought I was with the music. So everybody, for <laughs> I, I those... could hear the music in my headphones. <laughs> Kate could not. It's kind of like when Eminem's like, I got no snare in my headphones, except yeah. you had this song in your headphones, and I did not know it. So Michelle started bursting out just right there before I I cut the music in. Apparently she had it in her headphones and I did not. And that is the result that you received right there on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, we're all going to go go away now. We're going to talk about money. Oh. Cuz everyone loves money. Oh, I love money. Money is the only thing that motivates me like at all. Money. That might be a bad thing, but it's pretty much the only thing in life that motivates me. We're going to talk about contracts here. And most people, right? So Let's make this a, a series, right? So we're going to talk about wide receivers today. We're going to get into Call some quarterbacks, quarterbacks and wide receivers because yes. they go together. They we cannot do. ignore one. It's peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Yeah. So these these two pairings, they are absolutely unmistakable, but we really want to get into these contracts that maybe they're a little bit too much for these teams to carry on with. Who can we speculate like super early on so like this is pre-super bowl so these teams are not non-free agency yet there are no moves to be made but contracts might say otherwise for sure and the first guy like not everyone we're talking about we think they're actually going to get cut right and I think that has to do with this first guy we're talking about but it's something interesting to think about so T.Y. Owen is going to make $14.5 million this year. He has a $0 dead cap, meaning they could cut him and just be free of that $14 million. I think the biggest issue with this, like A, when we're really thinking about it, right? Let's think about if this team really needed money, he's a 30 year old, he's getting older, he's getting hurt a lot, you know, maybe he's not producing the way they want him to. He's cuttable. He's cuttable, but the thing is, the Colts have like the, biggest cap space the most cap space out of any team in the nfl they don't need to find money somewhere why are you going to cut your wide receiver one like that's not going to happen yes they want him to stay healthy but the goal is to keep him healthy so that's just what they're trying to expect moving forward like there's really no reason whatsoever to cut him but i do think it's so interesting to talk about T.Y. Helen because he's a free agent in 2021 now let's say he gets hurt again again in 2020 do they really feel comfortable paying him again? So let's talk not. about these other guys on this team that could succeed because T.Y. Hillen's gone. Either it's not probably going to happen this year, but maybe next year. Eric Ebron's gone. That is, that's actually a, a pretty big, big piece of my book because you look at Eric Ebron, he's, um, aside from Andrew Luck, he's actually accounted for a tremendous amount of the touchdown production on this team over the last two years. Um, but then you look at Jack Doyle, who also was kind of like the, I think one of the more underrated prospects when it comes to guys who have just been there. He didn't have a tremendous um, like rapport with Jacoby Brissett, but do you, you think Brissett is the quarterback this year? Is the that's, real question. No, and that's that's part of it. We don't we don't really know. We we have no idea. But they gave Brissett an extension, but it's not one where they're stuck with him. Like they can move on. They can find a different starting quarterback and be just fine. Yeah. And I don't did Brissett show enough this season. I don't think he did personally. I think it's fine to go another season with him if there's no other options. He showed potential as a game manager. Um, I don't want to liken him to a, um, a Blake Bortles when he led his team to the AFC Championship on the back of a defense. But I, like, I think that if other aspects of their team were just a little bit more well-rounded, In the beginning be of the perfect. season, they were winning games. Yeah. The, the, he was doing okay. He got his injury and you know slowed down a bit in teams... Got see the issue with so this what's this is what happens every time right like a quarterback starts and he does great and then he has a few games and then you know teams get to see their tape and then all of a sudden they don't do so great 
because defenses actually get to game plan around them and they're not able to adjust. They have one way of playing. That's what makes me nervous about Percent. Yeah. I, I think do that's, think they try to find another piece this year. They have so much cap space. Like if they want to go for the Super Bowl this year because they have that defense, they have that offensive line, they can draft a great running back in this draft, even though Marlon Mack's good enough. But I think they can draft a better running back in this draft. They can draft a more dynamic yeah. running back. And they can draft and they can draft whatever they want. They can pay anyone whatever they want. They can go get Melvin Gordon if they want. I don't even think he's that great. But you can go get someone fantastic. But behind that offensive line. So much money. Go get AJ Green. Go get everyone and just go for the <laughs> Super Bowl. Maybe they like if that's the plan they go for, maybe they go get a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees, a Phillip Rivers, and they just try to do it, you know? Just can Andrew Luck just come back? Actually, is really what I'm asking for. Let's look at their wide receiver core. So we have Chester Rogers, who is on a one-year deal. Yeah, he doesn't need to be talked free. about. No, no, he doesn't need to be talked about. But no, no, he no, takes no, up space no, on the field. No, 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 no. Good lord. No, no, no. All right, no. Devin Funches. I know. No, no, no. Stop. <laughs> Devin Funches also Why? on a one-year deal. Okay, cool. Bye. He got Bye. Paid he got paid $10 million. Well, that's embarrassing. Broke his collarbone game one, which sucks. Like we Sure, he would have done the same thing with a regular collarbone. But just, can I... <laughs> oh my God, that is not nice. <laughs> um, but what I'm going to say is that, like, can I just spin how quickly, like, Dynasty flips, right? Like, so you think early on, early maybe June or so, like... You see Devin Funches go on from an injured Cam Newton mm-hmm. who can't finish a season to Andrew Luck, who's presumably healthy, mm-hmm. right? He's presumably more healthy. Mm-hmm. And then you think he's going into this Colts offense. Mm-hmm. You think he's going into this powerful offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then Andrew Luck retires. He yes. breaks his collarbone week one. That is how quickly the script can flip. Or just listen to the Bob Blast podcast where we told you don't ever worry about Funches because she's pointless. Zach Pascal, exclusive. Oh, exclusive. Is that how you said that? Yeah. Exclusive. exclusive. Right. Exclusive. Um, essentially what that means is that the Colts, if they want to keep Zach Pascal, they can offer him a bare minimum contract. Bare minimum and no other club has the right to match it. He's theirs. If so they want this him is at a all, he's there. This is different than a restricted free agent. Yes. So restricted free agency, if somebody else has the money or the desire to pay. You have to match it. You have to match it or you say bye-bye. Okay. And that's what the Rams, that's what the Rams did for Malcolm Brown this year because Detroit Lions wanted Malcolm Brown. They were going to pay him a contract. And the Rams matched it. Yes. Why would any player sign to this exclusive rights phrase in their contract? It sounds terrible to me. It sounds absolutely like they can just give you the bare minimum and you have to accept it. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I think that the NFL is just sort of a... Like, we forget that the NFL is a business. Mm-hmm. And we forget that there are agents on the end of these contracts... I, I genuinely believe, like, you you look at a guy like Zach Pascal. There's another guy that we just talked about recently, Gus Edwards. Uh, Gus Edwards, Zach Pascal, they're both, uh, they were both undrafted free agents. So, like, you look at these guys who are trying to Exclu- break into the exclusive NFL. Exclusive free agents. Yeah. Undrafted. No, no, no. I'm saying, oh. no, they were both undrafted. Okay, so, that's okay. what I'm saying is... Um, both of these guys are trying to break into the NFL. So, so they'll take any contract, yes. anything you say. They're like, yes, 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 sign me up. And then once they actually show something, it kind of sucks for them because you can give them any contract they want. They have to sign, and that sucks. Yeah. We will be talking about Gus Edwards on the podcast when we talk about uh, contracts with running backs, but today is just wide receivers and quarterbacks. But, but Zach Pascal... He, is he really someone you care about, though? Like, he's not no, someone I care about. No, 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 no. But he is a body that could absorb targets. Sure. That is that is merely my point with I him. think he's shown with, uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton gone this year and some of the games the year before that. He's very up and down. Like, I don't know. Like, he has shown that he can be fine. He can be a very good 
wide receiver if he gets enough targets, but he's not someone I actually really want to go by. Chester all. Rogers was on no, a, a no, one no, deal. No, no, no. no, no. Shh. no, no. There are at least <laughs> 80 vacated targets between yeah. Rogers and Ebron. No, 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 and then we look at a guy like Paris Campbell. Okay. That's where I'll stop saying no. Paris Campbell is the guy I want to buy. Second round draft pick last year. He was, you know, he was a guy that really proved himself at Ohio State. Everyone was excited about him as a prospect coming into the NFL. First round of rookie drafts. Yep. And this year, he dealt with a lot of injuries. Nothing he, but injuries. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just kind of how the wide receivers were in Indy, right? So Something in the water. Paris Campbell didn't get to show his whole, whole self. He was also playing with Jacoby Brissett. Not trying to say he's bad, but we were all excited Andrew because Luck. he was with Andrew Luck. Like That's who we were drafting him to be with. And no matter who they bring in, unless they somehow get that first pick and pick Joe Burrow, which is an impossibility, they're not still going to have anyone even close as talented as Andrew Luck. Unless he comes back, which I'm still crossing my fingers. Andrew Luck is not returning. No. I'm sorry. I still have him on a <laughs> dynasty roster hoping he returns. Honestly, though, like between the cap space, I wouldn't be surprised if T.Y. Hilton maybe got like a one or two year deal after this. But there's no reason to cut T.Y. Hilton. But this next guy we're going to talk about, there is a massive reason to cut him. I can give you so many reasons. Sammy Watkins is due twenty one million dollars this year. That is insane in the membrane. <laughs> really is the highest cap hit among all wideouts. That's Bizarre. Do, you, do you think Sammy Watkins should get paid the most out of any wide receiver in the league? A bigger cap hit than Tyreek Hill. Uh, yeah. Chew on that. A bigger cap hit than any top wide receiver we could say. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams. Like, did I just say Devontae Adams is a top wide receiver? Oh, Michelle. Terrible. <laughs> but he only has a $7 million dead cap, Sammy Watkins. So they can save how much money, Kate? $14 million. Yeah. Do That's think, not chump change. Do you think Kansas City saves $14 million? I 100% think they do. And if for no other reason besides the fact that they have a quarterback to pay this year, and he's going to get paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. a lot of cashola. And when I'm looking at Sammy Watkins, I just cannot justify for the production that he managed this year. He did have a relatively healthy season, 14 games. That's not bad on Sammy Watkins. No, it's if like, you would have told me he was going to have 14 healthy games, I would have been would have said he's a great selection in fantasy. We would have that was our primary yeah. uh, argument against Sammy Watkins for 2019. Um, Jason Moore joined us for our first ever ball blast segment, and uh, he his argument which we blasted was that Sammy Watkins could be a top 15 wide receiver and the primary argument was just the the injury recurrence and it didn't work <laughs> like that specific argument didn't work but he still didn't do anything and that is why Sammy Watkins is a bye bye yep and you know who's who I'm just sliding into everybody's DMs about who? Nicole Hardman. For sure, because also I think what's bigger is that Demarcus Robinson is also an unrestricted free agent this year. He's probably gone. I don't know if he's shown enough to really give him a, another contract. I mean, I guess you can get him cheap if you want to keep a guy that knows your system and you know has somewhat of a connection with Mahomes. But I don't see them keeping Sammy Watkins. I don't know if they can trade him. They might just have to cut him because who's going to take on that contract? Nobody. So it'll be very interesting to see where he goes. But if he can't do it with Patrick Mahomes in a pretty healthy year, probably don't want him on your dynasty squad anyways. To be fair, he did it two weeks. He won you two weeks. Uh, But as far as Demarcus Robinson goes, I don't see him getting another deal. He's been with the Chiefs four years, has only managed a season-high 449 yards, uh, season-high four touchdowns. That's not... Like, if they bring him back, it's going to be for super cheap, and I wouldn't be surprised if some other wide receiver, like a lower-end, lower-tiered guy, comes in, a vet who 
Yeah, and we, we, we both think that. that if Sammy Watkins leaves, the guy that's going to replace him in the, in that role, or at least in the with the offensive snaps, would be Meikle Hardman, and he's such a buy right now. You're not going to be able to get him for cheap because he's shown enough flashes his rookie year. People still are high on him, but I think whatever you have to pay right now is half the price of what you'll have to pay once they cut Sammy Watkins. Like, get ahead of it now. Yeah, and I like this is definitely the time he's shown the touchdown potential. He's shown big play potential. Um, dude is so fast. Like he, he really is. He's not Tyreek Hill, but he's a Tyreek Hill light. Um, number one in passer rating while targeted among all wide receivers with 30 or more targets. Damn. Number one in yards per reception. Number one in yards after catch per reception. Number one in fantasy points per target. And number three in target separation while ranking 83rd in cushion at the line. So when you're looking at cushion at the line, that's basically like when I'm lined up for my, my snaps on offense, how far away is my defender? Um, so, you know, his defenders were playing pretty close to him, and he was able to generate essentially all of that separation himself. Dude is smooth. I'm buying him everywhere. Yep, and like I said, you, you have to buy him now. You can't wait. You have to just go do it now, pay up. I guess if they ended up really keeping Sammy Watkins, like, I don't think it's no, a possibility. Nope. Sorry, not going to happen. Perhaps uh, not. But what are you paying for Sammy Watkins right now? So these. You mean Nicole? Hardman. Oh my gosh, yes. Don't pay for Sammy yeah, Watkins. I'm not, not paying for Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Don't. Maybe if he goes to like Green Bay, you can finally sell him if you're stuck with him. If he goes to an exciting team, I am selling him within one second. Bye. Bye. Whatever someone will give me. Because right now, nobody will give you anything for him. Michael Hardman, I'm... 2020 picks are yeah. gold. Mm-hmm. Would you give like an early second? Well, yeah, I would definitely give an early second. I think I would give a late first. Really? Yeah, a late first, very late first. Maybe ask for a third. Back. I say, um, I say, really, as if it's like this scandalous thing. But like, he's with depending Patrick on where, Mahomes. Yeah, he shown he showed us that he does have talent and that he can, you know, actually succeed in the NFL. He just didn't really get consistent playing time. Yeah, but when he was involved in special teams and the return game, mega success. He's he's definitely shown uh, the ability to create plays on his own, which is exciting. Um, I I don't know. It's kind of funny that I had that reaction of giving a you know like paying a first round pick for him because like depending on when your rookie drafts were last year, if it was any time close to the Tyree Kill bonanza. You probably took him there. Oh, for sure. And, and I'm saying, like, late. Like, last pick. Like, late, 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 late. I would prefer to pay a second. Once you get in... Well, actually, by, at that point, we will already know about Sammy Watkins, so he'll be more expensive. I was going to say, once you get into the draft, those early second-rounders you can trade for, like, quite a lot. And it's, it's definitely... Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. All right, moving on, though. Uh, another... Wide receiver. So we're just talking about Sammy Watkins. Robert Woods had, I, I was going to say, a disappointing year, but the way he ended the season, it kind of helped his name a little bit. Yeah. Because he was very disappointing there for a long time in 2019. But Robert Woods, when you look at his contract, he should be good for this season. He's planning on making $9 million, a $9 million cap hit. He has a $4 million dead cap. So I think he's good this season. However... We have Cooper Cup coming up next season as an unrestricted free agent. Mm. And I think they're going to have to decide between Cup or Woods. We know, we already know that they pay everyone. They literally just hand out con- contracts the like it's candy. But I think they're starting to catch up to themselves and being like, oh, shoot. Like, they have a lot of people they still need to pay. Just gave Goff some money. They still have to pay Ramsey, right? They didn't pay him yet, I think. Correct. Correct. So, and now they're going to have to pay Cooper Cup next year. And I think if you're deciding between Cooper Cup or Woods, Cooper Cup's the way to go. If you're, you know, you're counting on golf, they seem to have that really good connection. You might be thinking, well, why not Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks actually has a real solid contract. So this year, there's no way they're cutting him. He has $21 million dead cap. So they would lose $5 million if they cut him. 
Next year, they would only get $3 million if they cut them. Like, that doesn't seem really worth it. Maybe in 2020, they could, there's still $8 million in dead cap. Like, I see him there until 2023. I think he definitely had a down year, but I think he can pick it up next season. He could definitely be a buy low option. I definitely think so. And, I mean, just when you look at the overall offense of the Rams, I think they did – um, they definitely. Brandon Cooks is a guy you can go send a 2022nd out for, and I'm pretty sure it'd get accepted in many cases because people are so. I sent down an on offer, him. Brandon Cooks. I'm the Brandon Cooks owner. I sent it for a second. Really? Denied. See, I think you might want to keep him here. He's still young. We've seen him produce. I think it was just a down year and a, you know, kind of a rough offense for the Rams in general. I'm antsy. I want the picks. And if Robert Woods. If they cut him next season, I Ooh. would not be surprised. There's only a $1 million dead cap. They have to pay Cooper Cup. Are they really going to pay Cup, Woods, and uh, Cooks? And, and Gurley, Goff. and Goff. Oh, my God. And, and they just Donald. gave Higby an extension. Like, that's oh a God. lot of money in the offense. They gave Gurley a massive contract. I don't think it's possible. I, I think the reason why they were able to have all of them there this year and last year is because Goff was on his rookie contract or Cooper Cup was on his rookie contract. Now everything's about to change. I that see Goff Woods, deal, man. Yeah, I could see Woods being cut. Like I said, I think he's safe this year. They would only save $5 million if they cut him. But in 2021, look out, and Brandon Cooks will be there for a while, unless they trade him. So would you, um, if you were the Woods owner... Would you trade him straight up for Brandon Cooks? Yes, absolutely I would, and I think you can get that done. And I'm trading Robert Woods this offseason. Well, he still has value. I just traded him. I got I received Alexander Madison and the 204, I believe it was. The 204 and Alexander Madison for Robert Woods. If he goes to another team, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. He's he's an older man. Not super old, but he's still an older man, and I, I just don't like it. Um, for the record, the Los Angeles Rams uh, have the, uh, out of 32 teams, ranked 25 in cap space available for the year 2020, as of right now. And they still have to pay Ramsey. They still have to pay Ramsey. And they gave up, like, 9 million picks for him, so they have to pay. Yeah. Like, there is no going back and being like, ooh, we don't want to pay you that much. They are going but to have to find a lot Ramsey of Ramsey has so much leverage because like, what is he? What are they going to do if they can't pay him? Like he has oh. so much leverage, it's crazy. Wow. Ooh, not great for the Rams. All right, moving on. Alshon Jeffrey, someone I wanted to bring up real quick here because you may be thinking that he has nothing left in the tank and that he has no value in Dynasty. And I'm saying, hold on now. Oh yeah, you're oh, if you're oh, selling no. Alshon Jeffrey, you're not getting much. You're getting nothing. And this year he has a twenty-six million dollar dead cap. Oh my god. This might this might be more mind boggling than the Sammy Watkins. <laughs> it might be. So if they cut him, that's eleven million dollars just lost. That makes no sense to me, especially when they have no wide receivers. So yeah, they could draft someone, they could bring someone in, but Elshon Jeffrey's still going to be there. And if he stays healthy, Carson Wentz passes to him. If he stays healthy is a really big thing. But he's still going to have value this year as a wide receiver, at least two in that offense. And I'm sure he'll still be the wide receiver one, even if they draft a guy. 2021, they still have a $10 million dead cap. Guess they can save $8 million if they cut him, but it's not fantastic. But 2022, $5 million dead cap, Five million dollar cap hit. So like, you're, it's it's even in that year. Why would you cut him the year before when you're really over two years only saving six million dollars? Yeah, true. Because they if they cut him in twenty twenty one, eight million dollars over two years. So that's four million a year. Yeah, if they cut him in twenty twenty one, they still owe him sixteen million dollars over the next two years. Yeah. It's just a bad contract. Alshon Jeffrey will be there. He's a baller. He'll be there with Carson Wentz, so everyone loves Carson Wentz, right? So Elton Jeffrey should be fantastic. Wow. And when I say fantastic, I mean like wide receiver two, late wide receiver <laughs> two, three, if he stays healthy. Like I'm not, I'm holding on to him thinking that he's a flex play. 
a guy you can plug in when you need someone, uh, especially during bye weeks, during injuries. Hopefully he's not one of the injuries, which he probably will be at that point. But there's no reason to sell him right now. People aren't giving you anything. And that's why I would go buy him. Yeah. I'd go buy him. Very interesting. Should we talk about some 2020 free agent quarterbacks? Yeah, yeah, and how that they can affect wide receivers. So one, I think, is the most interesting. The one that's being talked about the very most is Jameis Winston. Do that, they resign uh, him? I mean, there's rumors going around that they could be interested in Philip Rivers, but it makes <laughs> no sense whatsoever. You're just bringing in an older, worse Winston. <laughs> You're also looking for that has never won anything either. Like what? He's not like this winner. We're bringing in this champion that knows how to win, and Winston doesn't know like how to get him to the playoffs. Like how many times like Rivers never carries a team? Like what do you want out of him? I I mean I think he already showed this year that he's. Um, I've never been a huge Philip Rivers fan, but I think it, he's shown in his play in 2019 that he doesn't he doesn't have it all in the tank. No, and like so, we have a guy that threw 30 interceptions. We want to get way better in that area. Let's go find us a guy who threw 20 interceptions. That is way better. That normally leads the league as well. Like Ben led the league last year with 16 interceptions, and people freaked out. Oh my was god! Like, people oh, set the oh. world on fire. People were like, "Oh, Ben threw the most interceptions." Like in every single conversation I ever had about any player, they'd bring up that Ben threw the most interceptions in the league at 16. And now we have a guy with 20, and that's the one you want to go get. Yeah. And then look at the fact that, like, Philip Rivers only threw 23 touchdowns. So not even making up for it. I mean, Winston has to get better in that area. It was bad, especially towards the end of the year. I felt like he threw an interception in the beginning of every single game. It wasn't just, like, late in the game. And they were, like, pick sixes. Yeah, it wasn't just late in the game when he was trying to come back. It was, like, in pretty important times in the beginning of the games. But I do think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because I actually didn't look back to our like our really old show notes. Um, when we were, I think we did a podcast early on in our tenure about coaching changes. Um, and we did talk about Bruce Arians going into Tampa Bay. And you, I believe, looked over all of the quarterbacks that had been under his tutelage. Mm-hmm. And almost every single quarterback that he worked with, I'm pretty sure had a bump in interceptions in the first year. Yeah, I know Palmer threw a lot of interceptions the first year with Arians. I think it was like 23 interceptions. So not as crazy as 30, but then he got better, like way better as his time went on with Arians. Like went down into the low teens. So there is hope for Winston. I think they should resign him, but we're also fantasy folks and there's a big part of me that wants them to resign him yes. as a fantasy junkie. Oh yeah. Like I want Mike Evans to keep succeeding. I want Chris Godwin to keep succeeding. So if Winston leaves, this massively impacts both of them, depending on who they get to, you know, to cover as a quarterback for the next they're not in a draft position to really get anybody good that they can start this year. No. Or maybe if they do start this year, they're just, I don't. They were just good enough to screw up their. They were seven and nine. Yeah, that, which is kind of mind blowing. Well, that's great for Winston that he won enough games to not be replaced. While also throwing 30 interceptions. Um, What are we doing, you know, in light of that situation with guys like Mike Evans, who's signed through 2023, Chris Chris Godwin, he's going to be a free agent next year. See, that's what scares me about Chris Godwin. If there's two ways here that I'm looking at it, if they re-sign Jameis Winston, are they really going to pay Mike Evans, Jameis Winston, and Chris Godwin? on this team all for pass catching weapons that seems like a lot of money right there Mike Evans isn't going anywhere his contract is solid his dead cap is you know I mean I guess it actually does get pretty low by the year 2022 23 yeah so I guess they could cut him if they really wanted to but his cap hit is like nothing so why wouldn't you keep paying Mike Evans at never a had low? a season less than a thousand yards yeah, exactly. Seriously. I think Mike Evans is good. He's signed through 2023. So that means, are they going to pay Chris Godwin next offseason? He's a restricted, no, he's an unrestricted free agent next season. Now, if they don't sign Winston, then they have money to pay Godwin. But do we care if Winston's not there? Ugh, I don't, 
I don't we know. still care. Like they're not going to just disappear and die off. No, but Chris without Godwin... Winston just throws and throws and throws, and he will like throw it to you when you're covered, and you know he will. He doesn't care if he already threw three interceptions your way. He'll just keep coming to you, and it's fantastic. All they did this year, it felt like in Tampa Bay, was throw the ball. Like you can't be in a better situation than this, and that's what makes me nervous about Chris Godwin. If they don't resign him, where does he go? You can't go into a really a better situation. Yeah, and I, I mean, I do think that um, out of the two, you know, if I'm looking at a guy who I think has the chance to be more highly impacted by a quarterback change, it's going to be Mike Evans. Um, he plays outside. Unless they can go at Ryan Fitzpatrick again. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, please. Um, Mike Evans, he uh, nearly um, led the league in air yards prior to his late-season injury. Um he was just getting the ball down the field, chucking it up, chucking it up, chucking it up. Chris Godwin, he was also getting plenty of targets, but he also had a lot of yards after the catch. So that's Chris Godwin creating plays, which not a reliable statistic moving forward. But when you're just looking at like the abilities of a playmaker, you're not relying as much you know, on I your just quarterback had, throwing it down the field. I just had cr- kind of a crazy thought, which will never happen because then something else just popped up. Hey, in my remember mind. when LaShawn McCoy went to. Well, this is kind Chiefs. of the same situation where I was thinking maybe Pittsburgh trades Ben Roethlisberger to Tampa Bay. Peace out. Just to get rid of his contract and maybe they want to try to, you know, Tampa Bay just tries to win a championship. And the reason I thought this for one second is because Bruce Arians has that connection with Ben. Like, he was his offensive coordinator for so long, but they hated each other. So that's not happening. Plus, like, does Pittsburgh really want... I I think I like Winston right now, right? Like, I'm thinking of Winston. I don't know. Like I said, I think we like him so much because of fantasy. I'm sure being a fan of Tampa and watching him turn over the ball that much has to be very frustrating. But he wins you a lot of games, too. He does. Um, Staying in Tampa, another quick note. Um, We've sort of speculated overall that there's always the possibility of David Johnson being eked out of the Arizona offense with the emergence of Kenyon Drake. Um, You know, David Johnson still has a pretty hefty contract. And it actually turns out that Tampa Bay, although they were pretty overloaded, um, you know, when it comes to a lack of cap space in 2019, they actually cleared a lot of that for the 2020 season. So they have a little bit of room to pay a guy. And you're looking at Bruce Arians. He's coached David Johnson in his prime. I think he would have to take a pay cut. Do you? Yeah, I do. But I think any team will be asking him to take a pay cut, and he should want out of Arizona. He's not going to get the work that he wants in Arizona. But when he was healthy this year and playing, he struggled very hard on the ground. He was still very good through the air, and that's why you were happy with him in fantasy because he got you those PPR points. But on the ground, he was a disaster, and he graded out at the bottom in every single category along with like who am I thinking up there in Miami who's our boy in Miami Kalen Balazs Kalen Balazs yeah he <laughs> was like right next to his name in every category he was very bad on the ground and you have to worry about that I mean does David Johnson still have it can he still be that running back that is great um not only just through there but also on the ground and I think Bruce Arians wants to find a guy like that um, just, also, just because of the connection, I don't know if he brings him in unless he'll, he's willing to take a pay cut because he's also said, like, I don't want to pay a running back a lot of money. Yeah. Um, also of note, uh, Ryan Tannehill, free agent. I think Marcus he Mariota, free fans. agent. I do think he resigns that the way that the team was transformed when he stepped into the offense to. They're going to lose the fan base if they don't re-sign Ryan Tannehill. I'm not saying it's the right choice. I think it's the right choice. I think it's the right choice, but I also think they need Derrick Henry there. For We saw, we just saw last game, Derrick Henry gets stopped, and all of a sudden Ryan Tannehill can't complete a pass. Yeah. 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 I think they need to re-sign them both. Yep. It might be kind of hard, and maybe it's not the smartest thing in the long run to pay a running back with all those carries and on him, but... I think if you want to go back and try to win the Super Bowl next year, pay him up. Other free agents, Drew Brees, who said he will be making his announcement on retirement. 
I mean, obviously the biggest thing is is looking at Michael Thomas, um, which he did just fine oh, without yeah. him. Michael Thomas this year in the five games without Drew Brees actually um, was on pace for more touchdowns, uh, on pace for 60 more yards, about 55 oh. more yards. <laughs> he was on pace for way less targets, way less receptions, but, you know, the yards when per reception. When you say way less, you mean about... One and a quarter receptions per game. Yeah, but uh, when you look at the total, I you know, know, for the season, it's about 22 less receptions with and without Teddy, I mean, with and without Drew Brees. But his yards per reception went up, so it all equaled out, and he ended up being actually nearly identical in PPR points with yeah. Drew Brees and without Drew Brees. So I'm not as scared. But there was news that came out today that said Taysom Hill is – you know, the guy that the Saints are looking for to be the next quarterback up. Now, the only reason I'm skeptical, skeptical, words are hard, of this is that Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent, Drew Brees is a free agent. Maybe they're just playing hardball. Like, hey, we're happy with Taysom Hill. Don't take a deal, you know? Yeah. Try to be try to be expensive, Teddy. Teddy. We're happy. We're happy with our Taysom Hill. We Teddy. can make it on our own. And you know Bridgewater wants to be the guy up here, so maybe he takes a a deal to stay with the Saints, and maybe that's what they're playing hardball right now. Because do you really think they can go with Taysom Hill? I know he looked special, but as a every down quarterback, I don't know. I feel like we just didn't see enough passing attempts. Yeah, he just touched the ball in all sorts of different ways. Other, the next Lamar Jackson. Yes, all the other uh, um, quarterbacks that I think are worth noting: uh, Derek Carr. So we've heard rumors. Um, Have fun being a backup somewhere. Yeah, we've heard the rumors. Um, you know that that he won't be the quarterback of the Raiders. And when you look at your your contract of the Raiders, it's very easy to see why. He is due $21 million this year. Um, they can cut him with just $5 million left in dead cap. This is the first year based on that monster deal that he got in 2017 that it really makes sense. I I could picture it. Yeah, He I, hasn't I done anything special since his potential almost MVP season. He just hasn't shown up. And statistically, he's not... He's actually not bad. When you're looking at passing metrics, Derek Carr's actually... You know who I can see going to Vegas? I just don't think that you can bring Derek Carr to Vegas no. and expect a lot of people to show up and support you. Like, There's going to be the people that show up to these you games because like it's in Vegas. You need like an guy. But you Who's need... a bad boy? So I wasn't even thinking about that, but like a Marcus Mariota, I was thinking for a second. That's your bad boy? <laughs> I'm just saying that maybe that would get people... No, no. I'm probably not excited. Not at all. I cannot understand. Okay, they pay out for Tom Brady to come to Vegas for one year. Yeah, for two that years. would make oh, so yeah, much that money. That should be insane. Wow. Would Brady move to Vegas? He's an old man. He's a family guy. I could see Vegas, the Vegas Raiders, going all in on just paying a buttload to Drew Brees or to Tom Brady. I don't. I don't think Rivers does it for you. Just to, like for two years there, Dak. While they get everything ready, well, Dak would be a huge steal. I mean, that would be great, and they would have to have a long-term investment in him. I'm talking like Drew Brees, Tom Brady. You only have one to pay, year deal. Yeah, like two, probably two seasons they'll want a two-year deal, but make it massive. Yeah, and that would be really interesting if you had Tom Brady mm. for one year. That's ooh, that's my new, that's my new thought process. Makes me melt like a popsicle on the 4th of July. Okay, that was weird. You also <laughs> said a weird... What did you say earlier? I said something about being in denial. Denial ain't just a river in Egypt. That's just... Yeah. Who's ever heard of that? <laughs> very I don't know. I'm full of dad sayings today. Is um, there any other quarterback we want to discuss? Who, who else? See, Marcus Mariota, I think, probably ends up being a backup somewhere. Maybe Miami... If they're waiting on Tua, if they get Tua. I think it just depends on um, the the vacancies, who gets signed, who doesn't. Um, maybe, like, Dallas? Carolina. If Cam, We didn't even bring up Cam Newton. So that's a big thing, that Cam Newton has, like, no dead cap. Like, $2 million dead cap. They could save a ton of money if they cut him. 
if he's healthy, I don't think the Panthers should cut him. And if they do cut him, he better be super hurt still. Like, and then that makes me nervous that any team will be trusting him. But you can't cut a talent like Cam Newton if he's healthy. That makes no sense to me. And that's not good news for DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel or Ian Thomas, who we are still holding out hope for that he can break out this year. I, it, clearly, it doesn't matter for CMC. Like, at all. Nope. But we want Cam Newton to be healthy. We want them to, you know, we want the Panthers to stick it out with him. There's no reason to try to save money and, you know, who are you going to get to replace him? You can't just find franchise quarterbacks with that talent just falling off trees. They don't fall off trees? No, they don't fall off trees. <laughs> it's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> the sayings grow on trees, huh? Is the saying grow on trees? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. All <laughs> Would right. you say fall out of trees? Is there anyone else you want to discuss before we head out? No, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Cool, cool, cool. Next week we're going to be talking about running backs and tight ends. All those juicy tight end contracts. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of running backs, though, that are unrestricted free ones. agents yeah. or restricted free agents or just have a bad contract. It's going to be a gonna be a doozy busy episode but yeah so many good conversations to be had yeah agree everybody uh give us a follow on twitter if you are already not i'm kate at ff ball blast and i'm michelle at ball blast um ball blast em give us a follow subscribe on itunes we're going to be ramping up our off-season content here um like we said we're going to be talking about running backs next week uh, hit us up on Twitter. Tell us what you want to see for your content this off season, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.